Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode I ramble about food, some delicious things that I have eaten recently, uh, what's on my mind, so on and so forth. What can I say? I love food with real passion and, uh, and coffee for that matter. Food and coffee really do complete me. You know, if you would have told me as a younger version of myself that I would be talking to people for the express purpose of helping them fall asleep, I'd probably tell you that you're right on track, but, um, not really. I mean, people, people think I'm engaging enough, although I do ramble. Now, before truly jumping into this ramble, I'd like to thank Helix Sleep for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. I've tried the Helix mattress for two nights, and it's been two nights of pure, sweet bliss. See, Helix was amazing enough to stand by their product, and they offered me a mattress as well as a pillow. And um, obviously, I've tried mattresses before. There's some fantastic options out there, but here's what Helix did for me, and they're going to do for you that really guarantees their mattress is something special and that stands out from the crowd. Helix will customize your mattress for you. They are obsessed about getting you the right mattress based on your weight and sleep preference. Helix offers over 10 mattresses, yet they make it so easy to pick the right one for you. Their sleep quiz walks you through each step as they design your own mattress selection. So in my case, I took the quiz I was recommended the Helix Dusk Luxe, which is a medium feel mattress. It's not too firm, not too soft, and it supports all positions that you may decide to sleep on during your nightly adventure. This is their most common feel choice, apparently, uh, but they have other fantastic options that you can discover as you take the quiz. So, again, my experience so far with it, it's that unique blend of comfort, firmness, and support. Growing up, I basically slept on a brick of a mattress. When I bought my first mattress as a slightly older version of myself, um, it was a very soft mattress because I was so sick of sleeping on bricks, basically. And um, I learned very quickly thereafter that you don't want something that's too firm. You don't want something too soft. I mean, maybe some people do. And really, who am I to judge? I mean, it, this is up for you to decide. The bottom line, whether you like sleeping on a cloud that you sink into or... A brick of a mattress, uh, Helix will find something for you. And they stand by their product. They have a 100-night sleep guarantee. So if you don't like what you're sleeping on through the first 100 nights, which I'm pretty confident you'll love it, but let's say you don't, they'll pick it up, and it's as if it never happened before. Um, I could really ramble on and on about my experience so far uh, about this mattress and of course I will keep you updated on how I'm experiencing it over time but these past few days I am beyond impressed. Now of course I brought to you an exclusive offer from Helix and it's an excellent one. Visit helixsleep.com slash relax that's h-e-l-i-x s-l-e-e-p dot com slash r-e-l-a-x Take their two-minute sleep quiz and get matched with your customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. 
and I mean, it really, so two nights for me, it's been unbelievable. So by visiting helixsleep.com slash relax, you will get up to $125 off all mattress orders. I repeat, you will get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash relax. That's helixsleep.com slash relax for up to $125 off your mattress order. You won't regret it. Now, let's get back into discussing food as I quickly open my notes here. Because, you know, I want to I wanna be prepared. I want to give you the best boring content that your ears will experience. Let's see. For those of you unfamiliar with this series, um, I basically take a series of topics and I start to ramble about them. Typically, it gets incoherent, it disarms you, keeps you on your toes. I'm sure in most cases, it bores you to sleep. You just want to close your eyes and doze off. And then you wake up at 7 a.m. with your alarm clock going off, thinking, where, where, when, when did I fall asleep? What, what happened? Or in the case of the lady in uh, Toronto... You fall asleep on the GO train while on your way back from work. And before you know it's 2 a.m. and you're on the train by yourself because you fell asleep and literally no one noticed you were on there. And this is a true story, by the way. There was a lady a few months ago um, that actually fell asleep on the GO train, which I guess is just like a regular commuter train that connects, um, I guess, what, what you would consider the most... Uh, like downtown Toronto, like the most densely populated areas of Toronto with like nearby suburbs and all that. And uh, yeah, she literally fell asleep. She did not wake up till 2 a.m. And the train is out of service because it reached its destination or its final stop. And uh, literally no one noticed she was still on. She was not listening to this podcast during the time that she fell asleep as far as I am aware. Anyway, she was obviously fine. She called the cops, and I think like in 30 minutes or so, they opened up. Uh, now, I mean, back then, she decided she was going to sue the GO train or the city of Toronto or someone, who knows. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm wondering what the argument is there. You know, because it's like she fell asleep. She's upset and she's suing because no one saw her before closing the train. It's actually kind of surprising it doesn't happen more often. Or that you don't hear about it. Right? We've been there, right? We're so tired that we uh, just want to close our eyes. And we convince ourselves that it's fine. It's a little nap, right? It's, it's not going to do anything. And we make we wake up and we miss our boss stop like... I don't know, an hour ago. It's brutal stuff. I am speaking from experience here. That happened to me uh, once or twice. Um, maybe three times. I'll never tell you. Recently I had the luxury of indulging in three cheese tortellini. It wasn't... Uh, 
anywhere famous, but rather I made it myself. I opened the bag myself, put the water to boil by myself, and uh, drizzled, or uh, I dizzled or drizzled a little bit of olive oil and salt in the boiling water. I placed the entire bag of the cheese of tortellini, so not, not with the bag, all right? Obviously, I just mean the, the contents of the bag. I turned down the water to medium temperature. I let the tortellini sit in the salty olive oil water for approximately five minutes. After five minutes, I drained the water, drizzled a very light coat of olive oil over the tortellini, placed a little pinch of salt on top, took a scoop of butter, maybe two, mix it all together. And after doing this, I proceeded to place the tortellini into a bowl and sprinkled shaved Parmesan cheese. I ate the entire bag of tortellini that I made, and I have zero regrets. Now, why am I telling you this? Because it's my podcast, and I ate a delicious bowl of pasta, and I want to rant about it and reminisce in the deliciousness of the meal I just enjoyed. Um, and there are so many things, right, that we can indulge that are so simple. A good example is Cheez-Its that I ate the other episode for like 20 minutes. You know, I know it's not good for me. I know the first ingredient is probably salt or enriched wheat flour, but it's still delicious. And I think, you know, the vast majority of people out there agree it's delicious. Look, I understand there's a concern with enriched this and gluten this and trans fats and all that, but I suppose the question I have is this. How far can we as consumers actually go without consuming food or food items that have these ingredients? It's kind of a rhetorical question because I'm sure there are many individuals that are able to do so. And they accomplish this probably by farming their own food for the most part, finding specialty locations like grocery stores where they can shop these non-GMO, non-gluten-free items and all that. But it's just tough to imagine doing this each and every day. See, I'm not willing to go that far because my knees get weak when I see sweet potato fries on the menu. Sweet potato fries, perfectly crispy on the outside, delicious and salty on the inside. You know, how can, you know, how can I, how can I not indulge, right? But see, the issue with sweet potato fries is the fact that it's an extra cost. I mean, why? Sweet potato fries, you know, sweet potatoes, I guess, are more expensive. But does the actual preparation of them make them any more premium than regular french fries? I've had sweet potato fries in the past with ketchup, but there's something weird about that. And I ask you the question, do you ever dip sweet potato fries in ketchup? Or do you dip it in something else? I've personally enjoyed mayo uh, and ketchup. Or maybe just a little bit of hot sauce. Uh, But there's something taboo in my mind about dipping sweet potato fries. Imagine being a dog or a cat that only eats dog or cat food every day. Do you think pets know what they're missing out on? I know that dogs want to eat all food, but I generally wonder, is it because they instinctually smell food that to them smells so good and they just want to eat it? Or do they consciously think, I haven't had any variety in my diet for so long. I'd like to try and indulge myself. 
cats are different, obviously. You know, I've never really met a cat that smells food and immediately comes over to ask for food the way a dog will. I find that maybe for cats, they're less picky about food and overall they're less expressive. So maybe they don't care as much about the taste of their food. Um, I don't know. It's interesting, these changes. I've always wondered why cat owners get more flack than dog owners. Like, why are cat people considered to be the crazy ones? Because I've met some pretty nutty dog owners. You know, cat, you know, it's not just cat owners, like cat lovers that, like, throw birthday parties for their cats. Dog owners do the exact same thing. Like, isn't that just as nutty? I, I say this, of course, without wanting to, to judge dog or cat owners. I think, this is my opinion on the whole subject. If you truly love animals, if you love pets, then you should be able to love and respect a dog or a cat. I've never understood why some dog people will like trash cats and cat owners like they're, they're this or that. And then vice versa, cat people will be like, you know, dogs are this or that. They're, they're different pets. There's a reason why everyone has their own preference. Dogs are more expressive. They're sort of more, more loving in a way that makes sense to us as humans. Uh, cats are less maintenance, right? Cats have, in my opinion, um, they have more interesting personalities that they only really reveal with time. Dogs are kind of more, um, there's less variety in my opinion with dog, uh, characteristics. Like they're more, they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're just kind of usually just happy. If they live in a nice home, they're usually just happy, happy to be around you. They want to play fetch. They want to go for a walk. They want to go outside. You know, cats are a little bit more, more, um, tame in terms of how they express themselves but when they express themselves it's pretty interesting to to see i've grown up with um i actually didn't grow up with pets per se i mean i've i've sort of latched on to people that um have pets that i've i've uh, you know had the pleasure of spending time with them uh, both cat and dog owners but you know my buddy that has you know, two dogs, he, he's had dogs, he grew up with dogs, and he could never understand getting cats, you know, another friend of mine that's had, you know, two or three cats his entire life, same thing, it's like, you know, why would I want a dog, but, I mean, aren't they all little critters that just, you know, I mean, no one's forcing a cat owner to get a dog, and vice versa, so, I don't know. I don't remember how I got on this uh, subject. Um, now my head is just thinking about uh, Tortellini again. And it makes me want to... Uh, I'm the kind of person that... After I have a really good meal, I'm kind of always looking at what's my next meal. It's probably a bad habit, because um, it just kind of always gets you in the mood to, to be hungry, I guess. But now I'm just thinking how delicious, like, a little personal cheese pizza would be. 
it's the simple things that I, I tend to um, gravitate towards. It's interesting, right? How as consumers, we, you know, we could buy a, a frozen personal pizza for like a couple bucks, you know, or we could go to like a really fancy upscale restaurant that'll sell you the same, not the same pizza, right? I mean, there's obviously different preparation and different different uh, ingredients that go into it, let's say, but, you know, we'll charge like $12 for like a personal pizza. It's just interesting the variety of like options that we have as consumers and how we sometimes skew one way or another. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to uh, pause for a second because I was talking earlier about the um, the lady again. True story. I'm not making this up. That she fell asleep. She fell asleep. Like an Australian, she fell asleep on the uh, go train in Toronto. She was planning on suing someone. So I kind of want to see what the verdict is, or how that's progressing because that was a, a story a few months ago, and I hadn't uh, looked into it. Uh, when I started recording. But it, it's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? I understand. She would probably argue, look, I fell asleep in the back of a train. Someone should be able to see me before getting off. I get that. Shouldn't you as an adult have the capacity to not fall asleep on a train? You know? Millions of adults do this every day, right? They're, they're commuting from their home to work and work to back. And I understand. I mean, I've been there before as well, either with school or work or whatever it may be. You know, you get tired, right? It's it's a late night. You're a little bit stressed about a project. You you finally get to step out of school or, or the office and, and you're able to um, relax for just a second. But still, that doesn't mean you fall asleep on the train. It's interesting, right? How it seems like we skew that way now. It's like we, it's like whatever happened to accountability? Whatever happened to people just, you know, making honest mistakes and then, and then just saying, Hey, listen, I I made an honest mistake. I fell asleep on a train. I'm curious about it. Let me uh, pause real quick. To you, it's only going to seem like literally a second. To me, it's going to be a couple minutes worth of reading. We are back. Okay, well, I'm back. To you, it seemed like I never left, probably. So, um, in real life, I only took like 45 seconds, and that's because my uh, internet, for some reason, is down. But I did have an article open from when this originally happened. And uh, it was a woman, a 27-year-old woman from Pickering, Ontario. Fell asleep while traveling home from the Union Station after work on the Lakeshore East train. She woke up at around 1.30 to a bunch of missed calls from her boyfriend. And when she tried to leave the GO train, she realized the train was locked. 
Uh, she was able to call her boyfriend, get a hold of Go Transit, and 45 minutes later, an employee came to open. The woman told CTV News Toronto, what if I woke up and my phone was dead? I would be there until the morning. What if I were diabetic like my brother? I would have been in a coma. No food, no water. There's so many possibilities. That's the terrifying part. So anyway, it's uh, it's an unfortunate thing. I mean, I'm sure that they are supposed to verify that no one is on the GO train. I'm sure it's, you know, most public transport, they, they try to um, verify that no one is actually in, you know, the bus or the, the train or whatever. Um, but, I mean, no one forced her to fall asleep, right? I mean, I don't know. It's a little bit silly. Whole thing is a little bit silly, in my opinion. Um... Yeah, maybe the next episode. I mean, I'm I'm sure by now there has to be some uh, progress there. Although, I mean, maybe they just haven't reported it, or she's been very hush hush about it. She doesn't want to um, say much, or you know, who knows? Maybe it's been a a couple months or a few months, and you know, they still haven't uh, a uh, conclusion, right? So, could very well be the case. Anywho, that's uh, that's the ramble. I could continue rambling, but um, I actually have to uh, head out somewhere. Well, where do you have to go? Can't tell you that. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can always reach the show at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. If you can, make sure you check us out on Tingles. The ASMR app should be available on iOS and Android. Yeah, that's it for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.